a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. And the problem that God has with that is that he didn't command it or institute it. He, he, he only wants images that he commands and institutes to be made. And when he makes himself, when, it, when the scripture says that Jesus is the very image of God, then he has made an image of himself for us, Jesus. And if we were to not have pictures of Jesus, then we would be breaking the second commandment. But now all this rests upon this moment and that you must do the right thing in order to reap the benefits of this. If you're going to be forgiven, if you're going to be atoned for, if you're going to get the imputed righteousness of God, you must then do this. And and this is what's so terrible about what we call decision theology is that it, it takes everything away of the gospel and puts it all back on the law. I mean, this is a stop the press sort of thing to see God, you know? Wow! That's amazing! Stop the song! Tell us about that! That's great! You're on Table Talk Radio, and I would like to start today's broadcast off with an apology to my colleague, Pastor Brian Wolfmuller. Uh, Pastor Wolfmuller, I am oh, yeah? I am sorry that our recording of Table Talk Radio inter- you. interferes with your lunch. Oh, I do forgive you. I'm down to the bottom of the Triscuit box. <laughs> Holy cow. So it's all crumbs now. <laughs> You're not going to be pouring that into your mouth. Cause, I, I was... Mean, that- <laughs> I was looking for something. I was looking for the loudest food I possibly I, could. You found it. Holy cow. I never knew Triscuits were so loud. Triscuits. Oh, my goodness. Well, look. So, yeah, Triscuits are because so the reason is because you got all the air. You got the crunchy cracker part. and But then there's a- layers of air in between. And this That's is the kind of insight food. we have here at Table Talk Radio. Uh, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show, Excellence by the way. Excellence <laughs> Why can't you say that with a straight face? I thought we were face? the second favorite still. Oh, that's right. Uh, Everyone's second favorite Lutheran theological game show. Now, why is it that you can't say that we are excellence in Christian journalism with a straight face? The EICJ network. (laughs) I don't know. I got no idea. (laughs) It's not supposed to be funny. This is great. Why can't I find a buzzword on Theopedia.com? All these people that I have never heard of before. Um, hmm. When I finish this bite, I got a buzzword for you. Okay, I'm ready for it already. Okay. My buzzword for you is extra vocational. Extra vocational. This comes to you from what does this mean dot org, <laughs> the website of the around the word journal. I'm surprised you got from started. the article by Pastor Brian Flammy. Oh, nice. Yeah, who who's writing about Giving Tuesday, which was a couple weeks ago or whenever, and he writes the best part is that we can use Giving Tuesday to our advantage as Christians rather than using it as an extra vocational escape. Rather than doing something that needs a special day to itself, we can understand it as just another opportunity to give alms, works of mercy for our neighbors that we don't meet every day. Usually, Advent and Lent are the special times for almsgiving, but highlighting this day doesn't hurt as long as we don't try to escape loving the neighbor that God has set right in front of us. Now, this, so the idea of extra vocational is that the Lord has given us enough love, enough loving things to do in our vocations that we don't need to go looking for um, extra ones. This is nice. Extra vocational. Got it. Um, my theological buzzword for you comes from theopedia.com. 
I don't abandon our source of buzzwords so quickly just for the latest fad and websites out there. Like, what does this mean? <laughs> what does this org? mean is no fad. <laughs> it, it's around to stay. Uh-huh. Go visit. All right. Uh, th- but that, the word is idolatry. And uh, Theopedia says, in a general sense, idolatry is the paying of divine honor to any created thing or the ascription of divine power to natural agencies. It says there are two main biblical passages that speak to idolatry, you know, aside from the rest of the scriptures. Uh, one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament, although there are, uh, there are other what? relevant passages. Exodus lays down the foundation for all other discussions <laughs> of idolatry, and Romans lays down the New Testament expansion, it says. You want me to go more, or no, is that is sure. that good? Idolatry, okay. I, no, I, I got it. I think you've got heard it. of that word before, haven't you? Once. Okay. All right, well, let's go to uh, voicemail system at 1-800-385-SOLO, 1-800-385-7652. This is a number you can call if you have comments or questions about the show. And uh, in, in the most recent uh, phone call we had, we had someone who wants us to... Uh, to play a special game, I think what we're calling this, you know, we you know how we play this game, uh, preaching to Hollywood, where we where we listen to a song and we try to uh, talk about the meaning of the song. Well, this this yes. voicemail is going to uh, invoke us to play a new game called preaching to Christian artists. So we'll <laughs> nice. see if that's any good. Uh, but here here's the voicemail. This is a comment or request. My name is Josh from Lansing, Michigan, and I was wondering if you guys could explore the theology that is um, represented by the Christian classic of Big House by Audio Adrenaline, which compares heavenly or maybe the beatific vision, I'm not sure, to um, a youth group meeting, and um, perhaps that could be edifying for your listeners. Thank you. Now, you you know this song, don't you? I used to sing it. You want to sing it for us It's now? a big, big house with lots and lots of rooms. A big, big... You know, never mind. I'll just, I'll just play it. You don't have to sing. I'll, something, please, something, something. Please, I'll just a play big, it. Big, hey, with a name like Audio Adrenaline, how could you go wrong? That's a cool name. I'm going to change the name of our radio show. Audio Adrenaline. No, remember we have to stick with uh, numbers and letters to be cool oh, yeah. and relevant? Audio Adrenaline would be A squared. <laughs> that, that is pretty cool. All right, here's the song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my part, remember? In the band? And screaming. In the background. Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> Woo! You fit right in. That's good. I don't know where you lay your head or where you call your home. I don't know where you eat your meals. I think I got time for it. I don't know if you got a cook, a butler, or a maid. I don't know if you got a yard with a hammock in the shade. Say a place to hide I don't know if you live with friends And who you can confide I don't know if you got a family Say a mom or dad I don't know if you love it all But I bet you wish you had Come and go with me To my father's house Come and go with me Lots 
man. Well, um, so the first question is, is Jesus mentioned? Yes, no. Oh, sorry. Wrong game. Um, all right. So, <laughs> what, this is, what is this song about? Uh, so, hey, uh, I don't know how big your house is, but my dad's house is huge. And it's awesome. It's got a huge yard. And fun. And there's play. we can play baseball in the backyard and football, etc. Eat food. Soccer. Cricket. Uh, now, I liked what the caller uh, pointed out. Lawn darts. Comparing uh, heaven with uh, basically a youth group. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, so that's right. Is there, is, well, I don't know, what do you, you think? Could, is you want to come there... and goof around? It's like, hey, we gotta, we're going to have a barbecue over here, and it's going to last a long time. You should come. <laughs> is is there a particular is, theology behind this? This is Yes, this is the idea of, instead of Jesus being my... Uh, boyfriend or girlfriend, or however that one worked. This is the theology of um, I got a really cool dad. So instead of a really oh. cool boyfriend, I got a really cool my my dad. He, you know, he's got the man cave and the, the- theological <laughs> man cave. There's something in there. There's a joke in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, hey, my dad has a lot of cool stuff. You know, my dad is a cool dad with the one with the jeep and the canoe and the goatee. <laughs> and so you should come hang out with, at my place. That's how that goes. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think the problem that this song presents um, to the hearer is that uh, you are unloved and lack of family. Um, so it says, "All I well, let me read the last uh, stanza here. It says, all, this, <laughs> all I know is a big old house with rooms for everyone. All I know is lots of... Uh, lots of land where we can all play and run. All I know is you need love and I've got a family. Family. All I know is uh, you're all alone, so why not come with me? He knows a lot for saying all I know. Right. That's right. All. I mean, how, can you, how many times can you say that you only know one thing? Well, the fr- in the beginning he said, I don't know this. I don't know if you have a butler <laughs> or a maid. I wonder if he means to imply by that question that in heaven there's going to be butlers and maids. I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Either, but I think he. you're right. You know, you, you know how the the uh, you know how the, the you're right about to 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 approach the question this way, discerning the, the what is the problem here? Because one of the problems of the whole it's not a religion, it's a relationship type of thing. It assumes that we have this great distance from God, and now we are dro- brought near to Him through affection. And this just kind of taps right into that. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, this is one of those songs that I don't think is uh, meant to be terribly theological, uh, just meant to be kind of a fun song. But when you're a a Christian artist, you can't really avoid some theology. I mean, you're talking about heaven, right? So that's part of it. We'll be right back on Table Talk Radio after this brief Triscuit Talk Radio. It's like spinach. We know you don't want to, but it's good for you.
Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. This is a big surprise for all of our listeners because we did not announce what we're doing in today's show. And oh. uh, our listeners will be very excited, I'm sure, to find out that we are playing the game Praise Song Cruncher. And I think this oh, is yeah. favorite. <laughs> Everybody's favorite game. <laughs> You're excited too, apparently. My my attention has gone from being split in three. It was it's split in three by recording Table Talk Radio, checking Facebook. And eating Triscuits. And now that I've finished the box of Triscuits, it's Table Talk Radio. <laughs> yes. You've gained, you've gained 27% of my attention oh, over good. the break. Oh, that's great. That's fantastic. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> so it's over praise song crunching. You can't praise song crunch with 33% of your brain. You need at least 50%. At least. I would think so. I, We're not I, writing I, praise songs here. We're crunching them. <laughs> Speaking of which, I should probably uh, download the Praise Song Cruncher off of our website at tabletalkradio.org. I know it. I know it, all. I, I know it like I know our, our everything else, our voicemail like, number yeah, and everything. What is that number? I got the Cruncher. 1-800-725-SOLA. Now, Eight, uh, no, I know... Wait, the, wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's correct that before you call someone's, you know... Uh, sweatshop or something like that. The, the true number is one eight hundred three eight five SOLA. Just how how I got some letters right. <laughs> the five, anyways. Numbers even. Uh, but you can also go to tabletalkradio.org, click on the articles tab, and then find the praise song cruncher. And the uh, the working version is two point oh. We I don't think two point five has been accepted by doctrinal review yet. We got to do the the lollipop update. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's Android lingo. Oh, okay. We're going from Kit Kat to Lollipop. We're Praise Song Cruncher Lollipop. Well, we got an email from from Amy uh, at Table Talk Radio, or excuse me, at questions at tabletalkradio.org. And the email... It's just amazing. You know, what I still can't believe is that people actually listen to the show. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's always new listeners. For example, Amy writes, have you crunched anything by Fellowship Creative? And then she names a few songs. The one we're going to be looking at has always been about you. And it says, they did Thriller by Michael Jackson in Worship. What is that about? And signed, recent listener Amy. So you see what yep. these, these new listeners uh, endure us for about three to four weeks, and then they're gone. Yep. So we have to that's right. they really enjoy them while they're here. That's right. So, it's like, that's probably the average visit with a megachurch, too. But. Yeah, yeah, that's about the same. So uh, before it's too late, Amy, this one's for you. Uh, this is Fellowship Creative, always been about you. While you're still here. <laughs> That's pretty funny.
All right, I'll keep reading a little bit for you. It says, out here we're running with the light. Out here we're breaking up the night. Out here the lost are coming home. Because uh, out here no one gets, or sorry, no one goes alone. Where's out here? Um, Nebraska? I don't know. This <laughs> is as good a guess as any. And then, so there's chorus one, chorus two, <laughs> and then chorus three. Four, there's four different choruses. At what point, when you have more choruses than verses, are the choruses just verses and the verses choruses? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Riddle me that, huh? I don't know. <laughs> it's always uh, been about love. It's always been about grace. It's always been about hope. It's always been about faith. It's always been about peace. It's always been about truth. Everything that's ever been before, it's always been about you. You think that's that has to do with God? Well, let's find out. Let's ask the question. Is Jesus mentioned? Yes, no, and if yes, in the name no. of concept. There's a you here. So apparently the one we're, it's one person talking to another. Us folks singing the song to someone else listening, maybe God, but I cannot even see if God is mentioned in this thing. You know, yes. you know what? Are you are you taking a look at this thing? There, there. I, 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 this is amazing. You know the you know the whole thing about how you swap out God for your girlfriend. I was just you gonna that? say that. I was gonna say Carrie would fit right in here. You don't even need to do any swapping. <laughs> there's no, there's no place that you just actually swap out God. <laughs> this one's ready for you to sing to Carrie tonight. The, wor- the word say, that's thank here. You for dinner. I have a song to sing for you. Out here. Out here, the greatest love is bold. <laughs> out here, the grayest guys are gold. Out here, it's all laid on the line. What does that mean? Out here, you're always on my mind. It's always been about love. It's always been about grace. You see, that's the most theological word in this whole thing. Okay, so grace. ask me, or ask you, let's, let's see if uh, this fits. What you just said has always been about grace and, and faith. Okay, now I'm going to read um, the verse that comes after the bridge. We will run for you. We will go for you. We will fight for you. We will <laughs> run. We will run. We will go. We will go. We will fight. We will, oh, we will fight with everything. Oh, with everything. Is that consistent? <laughs> I see. Okay, so if pretending that pretending that it's talking about God for a while, then asking the question is grace and faith consistent with will run for you, it's always been about you. And the answer is no. <laughs> because this running for you, going for you, fighting for you, run, run, go, go, fight. Oh, we will fight with everything. Oh, with everything is what we call theologically <laughs> law or I mean, works. It would seem like if, uh, again, we're assuming that this song is about God for a moment. If this, if it's <laughs> always been about God, it seems like God would make it to be the subject of one of the sentences. No, but it's, it is, so it, what it means is about God is that God makes it into the sentence as the object. <laughs> it's always been everything we do, it's always about you. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> You, this is a trick. What they should be, it's always been about you. It should say, we've always been about you. Uh, <laughs> or no, something, something like this. Yeah. Or it's always been about us being about you. Uh, <laughs> because the all about you-ness is that the Lord is the object of our, what does it say here? Our running, our going, our fighting, our run, run, go, go, fight, fighting. You are a <laughs> hater. You, you just don't get creative <laughs> fellowship. You know, you're just a hater of creativity. <laughs> yep. Typical right. Fort Wayne. Well, let's ask Jer- another question then. What about what is the first question? Is Jesus mentioned? And then 
comes up mystical form. Correct. I'm surprised. It is repetitive. That. I don't. I I remember the thing. This thing was born out of my own mind. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, but I also remember that you write things down so you don't have to remember them. <laughs> it's also true. Uh, yeah. Um, so again, there is a um, disturbing lack of clarity in this because we can't even figure out who's talking to whom. And um, what does this mean? Out here, we're running with the light. Out here, we're breaking up the night. Out here, the lost are coming home. That's evangelism or something. Because out here, no one goes alone. That does not make sense. So have you explained in a while why um, uh, the lack of uh, clarity is useful for mysticism? Probably. Next question. <laughs> well, so, so you have this All high, right, high repetition and sentence fragments. Uh, yeah, so the idea of the mystic. <laughs> this is a, That was obnoxious. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for being obnoxious I'm, I'm that one time. I'm glad you're starting to realize this. <laughs> I, I can't believe I was obnoxious once on this show. Someone told me the other day, they said, man, you are really nice when you're on issues, etc. <laughs> it's best that's, behavior. You that's know? why I get so many Table Talk Radio points, just for putting up with you. This is like this different behavior in different situations. So going to issues, etc. is like being at a wedding reception. <laughs> Table Talk Radio is like... at a funeral. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um, the problem with mystical form is... (laughs) That's right. The circus funeral. The the mystic likes to talk in images, uh, sentence fragments, ideas, pictures. So so for something to be true, it has to be a sentence. You cannot... You cannot reduce truth to anything less than a sentence. So if you do not have a sentence, then whatever you do have, a word or a phrase or an image or whatever, cannot it, it is not in the category of truth. See? So if I said, the big building across the street, is, it, is that true or false? Well, it is not true or false because it is not an assertion. It doesn't actually say anything. See, So for something to be true, it has to at least be a sentence. Now, the mystic, because they're moving out of this realm of truth into the realm of the kind of the third mystical eye where you experience things uh, immediately, it doesn't need the assertion. It just needs the images. And you are now interacting with the images and pouring your own experience into these images and sentence fragments and, and repetitious phrases, and now you're, it's, it's causing you to have the experience. You see, it's, it's not trying to assert something. It's trying to invoke something. Mm. And that's the reason that mystical form does what it does. And how does this song do at that task? It does pretty good at it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the, the light and dark, the breaking up, the law, it's all about these images kind of piling up. Okay, we are... Uh, doing the praise song cruncher with this song uh, by Fellowship Creative always been about you kind of and uh, we're going to finish up this crunch and then do another praise song crunch right after this we'll be right back you're listening to Table Talk Radio For those times when you just want to be alone, this is Table Talk Radio. Clark, it's the gift that keeps on giving the whole year. Maybe getting a faithful pastor seems as exciting as a membership in the Jelly of the Month Club. 
but that kind of thinking can lead to the unbiblical removal of pastors from the Office of the Holy Ministry. The topic of our next ACELC conference, February 10th through 12th in Kansas City, Missouri. Register at ACELC.net because faithful pastors really are a gift that keeps on giving. See why at ACELC.net. I got a feeling that tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good night. That tonight's gonna be a good, good night. A feeling. And we're back on Table Talk Radio. Your favorite game, Praise Song Cruncher, is at hand. We're crunching the song by Fellowship Creative. Always been about you. And, uh, we Which have... we titled, It's Always Been About Me Being About You. Right, yes, that's the more appropriate title. Um, so let's go to the question of mystical t- content. Do you see things of romance, loss of self, subjective, immediacy in this song? Um, no, I don't. Uh, I don't. Maybe I'm not looking at the right spot, but I don't think it's about that in some ways. Yeah, see, I, Do well, you? I just, I just <clears throat> thought of a theory. Now, I'll run the theory by you and uh, see what you think. Now, we've talked a before theorem? about how um, there's two, uh, two kinds of praise songs that have the same goal, and that is the, you know, the goal of mysticism. But there's the, the, the uh, fast-paced songs. These are the... These are the songs that um, that set you up. So, if my goal is to like disappoint a child, the first thing I do is tell them that we're going to go to Disneyland, and then before we go, I say, "Oh, it burned down." And then you sound like, practiced at that. <laughs> child disappointing. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. You, well, know, you want to make if, a game out if, of that? If, if, <laughs> three ways to disappoint a child. I mean, you're going to want to you want to build up their hopes a lot. Before, I mean, if you say, "Hey, we're going to go to the dentist," just kidding. They're going to be like, eh, who cares? If you say, hey, we're going to Disney. So what the praise song does is it really wants to build your emotions up real high before it plays the, the slow romantic song. And I, oh, think, I, that, I think that this, um, I think this song is, is, is the former. Now, here's my theory. Um, do you think it's true that the, the praise songs that set out to kind of raise your hopes, your emotional hopes of connecting with God, are more mystic in form than in content? Oh, I see. And then the other ones, the slow it now it's now it's time to make a decision kind of thing. Those would be more mystical in content than in form. Right. What do you think? Well, I think that hypothesis should we should let it cook for a while and okay. test it. All right. We'll have a chance because later I, in the program because <laughs> cuz I don't know, but it could be. So so you, you got we got to get you we got to get you pumped up. You know the heartbeat songs, the kind of calisthenic songs? Uh-huh. These are the ones that have the mystical form, but they're they're not going to be that Mystically in content because you got to slow it down for that, right? Ah, okay. We'll see. Huh. We'll, we'll see how that goes. That is an intriguing <laughs> theorem. <laughs> what about law and gospel in this song? Um, well, we talked about that a little bit. It's always been about grace, which means it's always been about running, running for you. Mm-hmm. So there's law and gospel confused well enough here. Okay, and any other explicit false teaching? Um. Well, no, not really. There's not, there's not, there's not a lot of there. This is kind of reminds me of the triscuits I ate earlier. <laughs> they, <laughs> somewhat crunchy, but filled with a lot of air. 
All right, Amy, thanks for emailing us at questions at tabletalkradio.org. Now, Emily also sends us an email. Uh, she says, Hi, Pastors. I enjoy your show, and my favorite game you play is the Praise Song Cruncher. Oh, yeah, mine too. <laughs> Emily says, I am becoming Lutheran, but have family members that still uh, attend a hyper-missional evangelical church, even though they disagree with most everything that goes on in that church. Yeah, and then yeah. she says, Lutheranism is too extreme for them. Yeah. Anyway, a family member shared this. Just remember, not an ism, (laughs) but that's okay. That's just a Wolfmuller thing. Don't worry about it. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) a family member shared this song with me that the worship leader played during the worship service called Beautiful Things, which I thought you might enjoy crunching if you haven't done so already. Now, Uh, please understand that we do not enjoy crunching. No, this is like a community service. A part of us dies a little bit every time we crunch a song. (laughs) Who could like this? <laughs> Who could have joy out of this? It's like when the septic tank gets full. I mean, you just got to do it, you know? Someone has to clean out the litter box. <laughs> Cleaning out the theological litter box. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. <laughs> all right, this all right. is by Gungor, uh, All Beautiful Things. Gungor? Huh. This sounds like the beginning of Thriller. Are you sure this is not the... <laughs> thriller. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah, that's not Thriller. Is that a didgeridoo? All this pain I wonder if I'll ever find my way I wonder if my life could really More to this song. Do you have the lyrics in front of you, Pastor? All around, hope is springing up from this old ground. Out of chaos, that's how I say chaos, by the way, <laughs> life is being found in you. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of the dust. You make beautiful things. You make beautiful things out of us. You make beautiful things. Oh, same again. You make me new. You are making me new. You make me new. You are making me new. That's a little grammatical play- playing around. That's nice. Then uh, then the next part is you make beautiful things, beautiful things out of dust, etc. Okay, that's it. All right, is Repeat. Jesus mentioned? No. There's a you, another unidentified you in this, in this hymn. This, this is another one that I don't, that is, there's nothing requiring the you here to be God. Well, I, I, I guess except for... Creating from the dust? 
creating from the dust, that probably... I mean, that could be any sort of... I, I guess it has to be some sort of divinity. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, I would think so. No, okay. no Jesus. No Jesus. What about mystical form? Uh, yeah, it's fantastically repetitive. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's like seven words in this whole song. It's repeated <laughs> over and over. Yeah. What about... Um, there, so I see some sentences, though. All around, hope is springing up from this old ground. Out of chaos, life is being found in you. Huh. Yeah. Mostly okay. sentences. It's just very repetitive, but this, there are sentences, I think. Now, I wonder what this means. Ask Sage in the background there. All this pain... Uh, this one. All this earth, could all that is lost ever be found? This sounds like a riddle from Gandalf. All this earth, could all that is lost ever be found? I do not know what that means. Do you know? I don't think it actually means anything. All that is lost. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but the idea, I, the idea is this great mystical metaphor of the desert being... What is the word? Uh, be, being turned into a garden. You know, you've got this desert ground and it's being enlivened. Fructified. That's the word for it. Better be careful saying that one. <laughs> it's being brought back to life. The desert becomes the garden, you know? That's the, one of these great mystical pictures, and that's kind of what's going on here. So my life is a wilderness. This old ground, hope is springing up, and now there's new life. You know, that's happening. Yeah, I, I mean... Here's a little diagnostic question. Uh, we could ask of a song or or a teaching or a sermon. Uh, what is the the problem presented? So, of this song, what is the problem presented? Uh, yeah, that's right. And it's ugliness is the problem. Yeah, pain, um, lostness, whatever the lostness is, um, the lack of oh, yeah, gardens growing. Lost. Yeah, but it's not. See, so my life is now. Now I was reading an article by the Doctor Sinkbile. Remember that guy? He wrote in. He wrote a nice article about our culture diagnosing the problem. And his diagnosis, his his diagnosis, is that our culture suffers from asadia, the the seventh deadly sin, or the sixth of the seven deadly sins of sloth. But asadia is this is this kind of despairing numbness of everything and that and so so now this whenever we have this problem is that my life is just kind of blah there's no flavor it's my my living my life is like eating food in the midwest there's just no (laughs) flavor there (laughs) i apologize to our listeners listening in mankato I apologize um, to everyone eating food in the Midwest. <laughs> there's no, there's I, a I thing think called that, flavor. I think that's fine. I think actually the the problem that it that it uh, it presents is is a fine problem to point out. I think we would theologically uh, make the connection of of that problem being because of sin. But what answer is presented in this song? Yes, that's right. Uh, there's no. I mean, the Lord is making beautiful things. Right. Yeah. And 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 He's making the beautiful things. Ah, uh, this see, this is the praise song thing. He's making the beautiful things in the singing of the praise song. So it's this experience of this song that's <laughs> causing these transformation right. on the inside. See? Yeah. 
Let's talk more about this after the break, and then we're going to play some bumper sticker and, and church sign theology. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Can't you see you're not making Christianity better? You're just making rock and roll worse. This is Table Talk Radio. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Okay, Pastor, before the break, we were talking about this song, uh, All Beautiful Things. and uh, we By Gungor. By Gungor. Don't forget to mention the name Gungor. <laughs> the, the problem that was presented in the song is that uh, there's pain, there's hurt in this world. Uh, things aren't going the way they should, which is a, a valid problem. I think that we would look around the world and identify the same thing. Um, as Christians, I think uh, the proper place of law preaching is to make the connection why things aren't the way they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I mean, so so uh, uh, um, an unbeliever loses uh, a loved one, spouse dies. You don't have to, I mean, no matter who you are, you know that there's something not right with that fact. Why do I have to lose the ones that I love? Um, and then uh, the, the Christian preacher comes along, the prophet comes along and says, um, this happens because of sin, uh, that that Adam and Eve sinned against uh, God, and and ever since then we've been uh, we've been dying, and um, mm-hmm. and so now um, the answer that the song presents uh, is that God creates beautiful things, and mm-hmm. uh, that is not uh, is not good news. Even in this line that says, um, uh, "You make you me uh, no, you make me new." Uh, you are making me new. Uh, okay, so you're you're making me new, but just the mere fact of God creating things or even reforming things is not yet good news. Why? Because humans are really, really good at messing up God's creation because of their sin. Right. And uh, how do I know if God makes things new? I'm not just going to mess it up again unless He has removed all sin from me. Now that would be wonderful, fantastic news, which He has done in His Son Jesus. Yes, that's different. I do. I mean, I do think we need to have the category of beautiful, but it must be connected to the cross. I mean, it mm. must be connected to the work that the Lord has done. So we don't. I don't think we talk enough about beauty in the church. Uh, we don't go crazy and talk about nothing but beauty, um, as if the problem that we have is aesthetic and not moral. Mm-hmm. But it, there's a place for that. But it has to be connected to the life and death of Jesus. And so there's a paradox there. To see a, 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 a gory crucifixion with blood dripping down uh, hands and legs and feet uh, it, in of itself would not be beautiful unless uh, that one crucified says, it is finished. Right. <laughs> and, then, right. and then in the forgiveness of our sins, what a beautiful thing, the cross of Christ. That's right. Okay, so uh, both of these songs then, I think, am I hearing uh, correctly that these are crunched? Yeah, I wish I had a Trisket and then I could actually... 
That would be good. All well, right, we're going to go to some effect. church signs and bumper stickers. The only stickers. time I eat Triscuits is when it's inappropriate for the show. <laughs> I've noticed. Uh, <laughs> we're going to go to some church signs and bumper stickers. This is where we look at church signs and bumper stickers to <laughs> talk about the theology and worldviews. Uh, oh, yeah, we got the possess. worldview catalog. Remember that? Yeah, you better pull that guy up. Um, I will. Uh, now, if you have uh, church signs or bumper stickers you want to submit to us, just give us a call, 1-800-385-SOLA, 1-800-385-7652, and this is the first submission uh, to the game. Hi, this is Jim from Normal, Illinois. I was behind a uh, Saturn Ion that was a pizza delivery car. Uh, it had a, uh, had a little Jesus fish on it, a peace sign, and a Hindu uh, symbol on it, all right next to each other in a little clump. Uh, no other bumper stickers to report on the car, but just have those three things all together, and I thought that was kind of interesting, having the Hinduism and the Jesus fish together. Uh, uh, thanks for the mediocrity, and I'll talk to you later. You are welcome. You are welcome. And I think that I think you spotted uh, that in the Universalist uh, parking lot. Church parking lot. This is how Betty Butterfield said about the Universalists. Next week they're going to bring gloves and work in the garden. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what they believe? <laughs> Let's see. I'm looking at our worldview catalog. So we got a Jesus fish, a peace sign, and a Hindu. I wonder what the Hindu symbol looks like. Like a million little pictures of gods or something. Um, I wonder what this means. This probably goes in the coexist category. Oh, yeah. I've seen this before, the Hindu picture. It's like um, this weird little three-looking thing with a little half-moon side curve thing. You'd see it. If, huh. I mean, if you saw it, you'd recognize it. Where, where does the um, all roads lead to heaven? That's in there. Catalog. Huh. Are you That's having a hard time be. finding the... The, no, the, the catalog? I, I found the worldview catalog on our little uh, Trello thing, and I think this is edited from that Bible study that you wrote. It doesn't have the full list. Uh, this is mostly the Christian worldviews. Let's see. Well, karma's there. Jesus, my homecoming king. Dynamite. Pane Solo. What you see is what you get. God's a super nice guy. Is that it? God is a super nice guy? All roads lead to heaven. Is that the same one? Oh man, I can't find it here. One second. It's pretty bad when the uh, the hosts of the show can't find their own material, huh? Uh, so I'm I pulling think... it up. I'm pulling it up from the website, and uh, oh, this isn't very good. God is a super nice guy. I think that is the worldview that this goes under. In other words, no wrath. It's all the same. Whatever. Yeah. All right. Good. More. Okay. Oh, Next. Yeah. Well, I was trying to find. Uh, the, the handy one that I I pulled up here, oh, there's still more of the same. Worldview catalog. We can add things to our own catalog. With, Just because we don't have it on there doesn't mean we can't put it. In fact, wasn't there a time when the whole point of this game was every bumper sticker got its own new worldview catalog list on in the worldview? <laughs> there was a time, but I think All at, at some point we had to uh, we had to group them together. Lead to heaven. I'm writing it down here. All roads lead to heaven. Universalism, synchronism. I mean, the no, only problem. No, the, no, this the is reason. it. This is it. Coexist. All dogs go 
go to heaven is what you call all it. All dogs before. go to heaven. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, see, that didn't make it on my little list here. Uh, now, th- this is the trouble with this bumper sticker: is that Hinduism cannot be at peace with Christianity because they are the they both say things, and the things that they say are different. Hinduism says that there's a bajillion gods. Christianity says that there's one. Hinduism sets you into to uh, doing good to advance yourself through multiple stages of life. And Christianity says it's appointed for man once to die and then to be judged. Uh, Hinduism is a doctrine of works. Christianity is a doctrine of grace. They, these can't, they cannot be at... You, they, the only way to make them be at peace with each other is to make them not be have any integrity themselves. And that's the whole problem with this coexist thing. I mean, when you, when you try to put all these different conflicting religions on the same stage, you have to undo the religion itself. So the only way, for example, Islam gets along with Judaism is if it stops being Islam. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really, in the end, if you want to talk about being rude, if you want to talk about being mean-spirited, it is the people who insist on tolerance, which basically means you cannot have any sort of theological integrity. I mean, that, that, the demand for tolerance is the demand that I drop, that I stop believing the things that I believe. And that is not only not nice, that's, a, that's fundamentally treating a person as not a person saying you cannot actually hold an opinion that matters. But that's what tolerance requires. And is oh, tolerance is so nice. And you are a bunch of jerks for saying that words mean things and there's truth and stuff. No, it's the opposite. I'm, I'm very happy when Islam and, and Christianity don't get along because their doctrines are the opposite of one another. Now, it we, we doesn't mean we should chop each other's heads off. I mean, I particularly appreciate that. But it does mean that I can say that Islam is wrong, and I don't have to. I don't have to, kind of mealy mouth around about that. Uh, and and they the Muslim can say that he thinks that I'm totally wrong, and I don't force him to mealy mouth around with that either. You're such a relig- religious bigot. All right, I got another one here. All right. <laughs> Hi, this is uh, David in Houston. I've got a bumper sticker to report on the back of a red GMC SUV. Uh, on the top line, there is a dollar sign and then a heart and then a cross. Underneath the dollar sign, it says good. Under the heart, it says better. And under the cross, it says blessed. Hmm. Well, that's, that's a good I, I have not heard that one before. Uh, not either. Good, better, and you ex- you're expecting you're expecting best. But it's no. Blessed. Blessed. Oh. Money's good. Hearts are better. Crosses are best. <laughs> uh, I don't really. This probably doesn't fit in your worldview catalog. I'm willing to bet. <laughs> I'm sure that it is. This complete worldview catalog. Well, here. I mean, um, it depends. It depends what the the person who put this together is trying to say by it. If by the cross they mean sufferings, and these sufferings are a blessing. Well, I think that it would fit with St. Paul. However, if they're saying that uh, the cross uh, that is Jesus is my way to get better things than money and, uh, and, and, and what, love, uh, he's the means through which I can get uh, better things, best things, uh, I'm more blessed than everybody else, then this would be, uh, I guess, that, uh, what is that, bread alone uh, worldview that you have here. Pane solo. Yeah. That's right. It is kind of weird that... Um 
that, you know, someone thought of this thing, good, better, blessed, ha, 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 and then they're going to put a cross on the blessed, okay, then they got love, okay, they think, what should I put down for good? And they think, I know, money. <laughs> I mean, what, why didn't they put a picture of, like, a puppy dog or something? <laughs> I don't know. But I think that's going to be uh, all the time we have. Thanks for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Good, better, blessed. Table Talk Radio. <laughs> that come up on you? You weren't yeah. expecting that? Yeah. You think, I think Thanks for listening well. to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Table Talk Radio is not for everyone. Please consult your pastor before listening to Table Talk Radio. Side effects may include nausea, vomiting, headache, heartburn, hair loss, hallucinations, and aversion to incomplete sentences with aquatic imagery, psychosis, coma, death, halitosis, lung cancer, brain tumors, sleep gain, internal bleeding, internal combustion, a sudden craving to smell your backseat, claustrophobia, an uncontrollable urge to fight the capitalists on Twitter, and falling off your treadmill. For more information, visit tabletalkradio.org.